podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're called Whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're all debugging. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. Enjoy it while you can. International break is coming up yet again. They come around like London buses nowadays. So we're going to give you uh, the, the last weekend's worth of football and looking forward as well to the international break, which is why it's always worth getting Kevin Day in because he's sat here wrapped in his flag of St. George again. Synthetic will go up at the hint of a flame. But, you know, it cost him a quid, and he's wearing it, isn't you? And it's very grubby, And but you can't watch it either. I don't know why, given the past history of some of the discussions we've had on this programme about Anglo-Irish history, you want to imply that I'm sitting here wrapped in the flag of St George. I'm as patriotic as the next man. I know you are. <laughs> I've got a rather expensive uh, Carnaby Street silk tie on. But, uh, you silk, have? Silk cravat, yeah. W- which actually has some more of the of the, of the Gaelic paisley. charm. It's more, exactly. It's more, it's <laughs> yeah. more paisley. Paisley. Than the Celtic, paisley. Yeah. More the Celtic soul, brother, I'd have said. Um, this, I should point out at this stage, we will have the caveat that Kevin, as you know, doesn't like the names of players on the back of England shirts. We, I do not. I, I've, I've said this for a long time. It's been meant, yes. It's, it's not as bad as the rugby teams having sponsors on the front of their <laughs> national shirts. But as I've said many times, the England shirt doesn't belong to a particular player. No. It should be, I like that. It should be a number. No, I like that. It should be number one to 11, as it, as it is. Yes. Yeah. No, no squad numbers. Then you have to buy a programme. Hmm. Oh, no, no, no. you know, and that's lots of people don't do that anymore. Do that's they? eighteen pound fifty. Yeah. You're not getting back as well. <laughs> also, the, the, the trouble is as well. It implies, as is the case, I'm afraid, with some of Gareth Southgate's squad, that you don't know who the players are. <laughs> if you don't know who the players are in the England team then you really are picking the wrong players so actually perhaps they should run around with a sign a la um, well, well obviously that doesn't work at a Donald Trump rally particularly well because obviously you know, they, gun um, but um, the other man in, in, in the room with us here is a, is a welcome return for Mr Andrew we call him Andy Merriman thank you and uh, the good news is that we've got you fresh off of the back of a non-failed <laughs> North London derby, which I suppose as a Tottenham man, because the, the, the recent record was not being good, is it? Well, after Wednesday's abysmal display, which I, which my wife came to, and which she you said, somehow she, you seem to be linking those yes, two. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. two and two do She does come to, to <laughs> quite a few games, but. It's the first time I've seen her really depressed after football. Really? For two days, she was had the long face, she was moping around, and I found myself saying to her, don't worry, darling, it's only football. What? Which, of course, she's been saying to me for nearly 30 years. Well, that's what you can't that's what I mean, I, I say this on behalf of Palace fans, and also on behalf of, say, Shrewsbury fans, for example, but your version of a bad run is very different to our version. <laughs> yeah, that, it, it's, still, it's still, a relative you're, argument. You're, you're still unbeaten, the only team unbeaten in the Premier League. But well, not at but, Wembley. But What's I'm, the Wembley story? I... It, I don't get it because they came out the first five minutes, they looked absolutely terrified. I think maybe it's the occasion, all this stuff about lighting up the stadium, everyone wearing white. It's almost like the occasion is more important than the result. But, but, but that's meant but to inspire whether, teams, though, yeah, is it not? I don't know whether the pitch is a bit bigger. I don't, I, it's impossible to explain. It's partly, I always find this argument 
quite interesting. Most footballers will tell you this, that they are very much creatures of habit and they do get slightly yes, confused. Yes. But having said that, they they will have played at Wembley before. They play away games, but it's it's kind of strange. I think sometimes I think you do try too hard. I think they make too much. Like you said, they make too much. And that's another fact to Andy actually. Like Carl Walker's first touch is not because he was at Wembley. Well, they treat was it? And Matty said they treat it. It's a bit like going to an NFL game at, Wem- at Wembley. They treat it like an occasion rather than just a top I think that's it. I think that's it. And the worrying thing is, got, though, you're there every week. Yeah, season. and you've got 80,000 fans yeah. you're playing in front of, you know, which is, is different from Records, the normal. Yeah. I suppose um, we should be happy they are affected like human beings are, shouldn't we? I mean, should, no. Because, no, 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 not in this particular case. Well, my, my worry is that we're going to end up in the Europa League, which is what we've been oh, in for years. Oh, and we thought that, finally we've avoided it. That would be heartbreaking, wouldn't it? Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. But you see, you're kind of contradicting yourself here because the first time I did Whistleblowers this season, you were poo-pooing the idea that West Ham players should be put off by playing at a strange stadium. Yeah. And now you're implying that Tottenham players are put off by playing at a strange stadium. No, I'm questioning why they should be, much in the way that I would question the same thing with West West Ham at the Stade Olympique. Uh, Because, of course, um, once... uh, 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 Because footballers say this... You know, ad nauseum. Once the whistle blows, they're in a game of football, mm. yeah. and they should be in a game of football. And I don't mind them walking out, getting butterflies, and getting all excited. And, and then, in retrospect, we hear the stories. Oh, when we walked out, oh, the noise, and oh, we, you know, when you know, when Tom Jones sang the national anthem, it, wonderful, great. But once it, once you've got a ball, at you, once you you know, once you're on the field of play, and the whistle goes, surely it's a game of football. I don't really get it because against Arsenal, they came out. Really well, they started very yeah, well, yeah, and we were in control the first twenty minutes or so. Well, there you go. Maybe um, when, and that was so, the, that was the case to, so get, to get to get well, brought exactly. out. Wasn't it? Was, maybe it's the other, maybe it's the other teams. Maybe Wembley inspires the visiting teams a bit more. I mean, yeah, this is this is the against, of course. Them. You know, West Ham is, is that is that they're currently playing cup finals every time well, they play at home. Also, the other thing is, and you you don't really need to be Professor Logic to work this out. These are games in the Champions League. And therefore, the, ah. te- the teams they're playing although, are, are better quality teams although, than the ones they're playing. to be honest, um, Bayer Leverkusen weren't that good. Leicester was just as good as them at White Hart Lane. But they got Monaco savvy. Weren't no, that but because but, but Levick- <clears throat> you often see Naus, I think, in Europe, don't what, you? What, Not necessarily your, from, quality. From your continentals. <laughs> yeah, I do. I from do, your do, foreign do, players, yeah. Uh, hence my use of uh, a, a foreign word a foreign from a, a, a country of some yeah. description. The way they defend the corners. Yeah, yeah, a little up, yeah. But it's Tr- tricky customers. I no, mean, but are, but the counter-attacking game of football is the way that we're now playing our football, which is of course the European way that we've seen for many, many seasons. The way we're playing. Well, it. I'm beginning. <laughs> to, the thing is, poor we, old Kevin with his caveats. We can't score, and I, I think the thing is, it's we are a bit slow in the build-up. It all builds up from the back. So I think by the time the ball reaches the forwards, it's it's sort of out of shape a bit. It's like, you know, it's, or the forwards are falling asleep. It's a bit slow, the build-up. It's, it's giving the, the other team plenty of time to get back yes, to the ball. Yes. That's Can the I... difference between possession football. That's the thing that annoys me most about Palace. Our possession stats are fantastic now. I mean, Tony Pulis wouldn't be sleeping at night. We've gone from 33% <laughs> to 53% even in away games. But there's a difference. There's, there's a difference between keeping the ball and using the ball when you've got it. Yeah, and just keeping exactly. the ball for its own yeah. sake. Is yeah. Those numbers are so Possession percentages uh, are pointless. Absolutely. No, it's, yeah. it's, uh, can, while we're on this subject, and we will change subject uh, uh, in a moment's time, but t- tell me about the goal. I mean, the thing is, and I've, I've read explanation after explanation. Which is, goal? It's the OG, the, you know, the Tottenham goal. Exactly mm-hmm. right. The first goal is 
and, and, and it's been described in various different places about the fact that, uh, and I think it was Howard Webb has said, is that read the way it's written, then it's, they're not interfering with play. A man for the opposition inside the six yards box going towards a ball which has been sent in for a free kick is not interfering with play. That phrase doesn't count. Well, we had, funny enough, we had a goal at Everton disallowed. It's exactly the same thing, but McCarthy put his head towards the ball and the referee said afterwards if he hadn't moved his head he wouldn't have been offside but, yeah, but he always said towards the ball and therefore but Sanchez changed, ran at the ran yeah. towards well, in the I direction of the ball the phrase is impacting on players impacting isn't it? Impacting. now if you've yeah, got Sanchez a person right behind you yeah. you don't know whether they're going to be flagged offside or not you've got to go to you've got to try and head it, so it but, that's but all the referees to, have said the same thing haven't they within yes, the law the, you're right though within the, the letter of the law the decision was right and that's the thing and two of the three Chelsea the first three Chelsea goals on Saturday evening two of those would have been disallowed five years ago yeah, yeah. because they were clear arguably but one of them was definitely an offside position in the goalkeeper's eye line so if yeah, but it, the eye line you know, doesn't seem to count within this new but phrase it should do if a, if a player if I the, know you're right if an attacking player's in the six yard box if, whether he makes a move towards the ball or not there's intent and the defender has to yes. react yes, so, so everyone's exactly. got to react the keeper's yeah, got yeah. to react if he's, if he's nowhere near the goal you know that's fine he's not interfering yeah, he's not impacting well, players yeah, I think that's, the, what, that's why the law was brought in because yeah. to save because you know 20 years ago well we didn't know any better so you didn't know but 20 years ago anybody was offside whether they were 20 yards away from goal or not so the law was brought in to change that but that Apparently, it swept up some things that it shouldn't sweep up, but yeah. it leaves the referee with three or four different decisions to make. Yeah, the, the assistant ref's got a simple one: is he in an offside position? He stood there, he's not. Yeah, but then the referee has to decide. How, but how can the referee see it from the goalkeeper's angle? How can he tell whether it's impacted? It's really no, the linesman can't always tell. I, I don't. I think but the inherent happens. nature of him moving to he moved towards <laughs> a ball that is going to about arrive in one second in the six-yard area. Now, if if that's not, as I say, it's not interfering, but like, if yeah, that's not, not, you know, if, if it's not part of play. I think it's, it just so happens it happened a lot this weekend, but I think it happens few enough times over the course of a season not to really have to change the law back to deal with it. Or, and the, I really don't like people like Danny Mills saying, we need to go back to the old days. If you're offside, you're offside. Because no, that, that goes no. back to, you might as well bring back back passing. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. It's, it, that's, that's not right. And, but, Eventually, defenders will will have to work out how to defend against you. You well, have to change how how high. Um, what will happen probably for a couple of games now in the next two games is, is defenders will be defending on a six yard box rather than yeah. trying to defend. Uh, it's, uh, although it's slightly different, I think, from the old days of holding where they've where they stopped holding and there's been penalties, not penalties. Yeah. The confusion, uh, the, the and over, over offside, and they've stopped that now. Exactly. They were for Mike Dean. Well, yeah. gentlemen, I, I must say, I, I'm delighted to say that in the first ten minutes we've not resolved the offside rule, which is really important. But uh, when we come back after the break, we'll all discuss who's top of the table. So, lads, Liverpool, Chelsea, as it stands. Uh, I suppose, Kevin, are not only one and two, but would you say looking the part as well? Liverpool at Sellers two weeks ago, even allowing for the fact that we let them be, were I would have paid money to watch some of that. They, yeah. were, they were very the, the four, the front four are mesmerising. And when you think yeah. that, when you think they still haven't got, they've still got Origi and Sturridge on the bench. 
that front four are fan are really, really good. I think they're better going forward than they were when they had Suarez. Yeah, but to be perfectly honest. I still think it's a cliche, but the two centre backs and the thing that annoyed me most at Sellers Park is they're two centre backs. They're really vulnerable. Henderson's playing so well, you don't get near them. If we'd put pressure on the two centre backs, it'd be a different story. I think Chelsea are probably a more effective team. Chelsea. I've only seen them on TV, but they look... Uh, Victor Moses, I mean, they've... they've oh, yeah. Uh, and it, it makes you wonder Welcome about... Welcome back, Vic. Well, it makes you wonder about how good Mourinho actually is. Because cl- clearly Mourinho's a brilliant manager. But Victor Moses is one of those players. Obviously, we, he's one of... We brought him for our academy. Sure. But Mourinho simply wouldn't have him in the building, basically. He'd been on loan all over the place. But, you know, Conte's looked at him, turned him into a wing-back, which you kind of know one. But it's a really effective wing-back as well, and he's recognised what a good player he is. But I think they just look such an effective unit. And they, and they haven't, they haven't, Chelsea actually haven't conceded a goal since they've gone to the three men in the back. But also, you look at Costa's... Uh, sorry, sorry, so Louise suddenly fits into, into, a, into, into a football three, team. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. But you look, and that's the other thing as well. People, I can't remember pointing out the other night. This, you know, people say, oh, he's just turned it into a back three. You don't just do that. You have to work at it. It's really difficult. You have to work yeah. at it. But the other thing as well, you look at Costa, as we keep imploring Benteke to do, <laughs> please look at Costa. You see, he's a different animal. You, you can see how unhappy he was last year because all the, the tantrums, the, the histrionics have thrown himself down. He doesn't do that now. The, the work Costa puts in is astonishing. And, the, and the, the, the clattering he gets is astonishing. But he just gets up and gets on with it. Now, they were clearly such an unhappy group of players last season, but they're, they're really good to watch. And, and really here's the thing, Andy, isn't it? Because, of course, I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, Jose will rear his ugly head during the course of this, you know, inevitably. This pod, hopefully. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly where it's going to be reared. Um, is that you've got a manager who's had a season under his belt. Conte, who, who everyone's sort of going to give a little bit of, you know, give him time, let him bed in. But... Are we talking about the fact that we've got two managers whose, whose personality is such a strong one that they've already managed to about create within their unit of footballers? Because it's often spoken about formations is nothing. The way your players play is the, is the only thing that yeah, really well, matters. Both Liverpool and Chelsea are playing for their managers now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, good point. Whereas last year, clearly Mourinho upset them all very yeah. in pre-season. Uh, and from then it got worse and worse. Whereas Conte's obviously got their trust and they're working. Uh, Hazard's back to his best. Oh, I mean, he's unstoppable, hazard. isn't yeah. he, when he it's, plays it's, like it's that? It's a shape of thing, though, because, I mean, we, we, you should go about it. I mean, there's no way, there's two ways about it. David Luiz is the massive hole. You know, you know, in a in a wall, in a back four, and then suddenly he just looks like you know he's the, he's the perfect piece in in a you know in a in a chess game. Yes, I mean the only time I saw Costa get annoyed was when Conte was going mad on the, on the sidelines and telling him what to do, and where yeah. to go, and he was obviously think thought I don't need to be told throughout the game because Conte never stops. No, he? he's a relentless. He's incredible. Well, I think that's the thing about him and Klopp <clears throat> is that you hear various stories about Klopp and what he's really like with with the media, but. As far as I'm concerned, he's brilliant. I love content. I wouldn't want every manager to do it, but you, you can't help but be attracted to the way they behave on the touchlines. Because, you know, it's, it's just passion. It's not for show. It's not every now and again no, Mourinho. No, I, I don't think yeah, exactly. It's not theatre. It's, it's, it's not, real. which, no, which no. it was occasion with, with yeah. Mourinho. But you, yeah. you also know, because everybody tells you, that those players know, as much as the players like him, they know that if they make a mistake, they're going to get bollocked. Yeah. They, yes. they, they, it doesn't care wh- who they are, what, what team they play for, which country they uh, play for. It doesn't matter what wages they're on, they're, they're, gonna get they're, they're all getting treated the yeah. same. So yeah, they're, all, yes. they're all doing the job, and they, they seem to thrive on knowing what the job is and what to do, whereas there are other teams, mine included, that people don't particularly know what they're supposed to be doing at any given moment in time. But even the best players, Hazard, just seems to have had... It's like he's had a weight lifted off his shoulders. And, and even though, as a civilised human being, every single 
part of your body says you should hate Chelsea, just watching them play football is, is just... Isn't that weird? Isn't it's that just, weird? They're not quite uh, as deplorable, you know, from outside well, looking I mean, in. With all I wouldn't go that far. Well, okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah, good point. But, I mean, they, they, but there's, there's a robustness about it. There's no, there doesn't appear to be a cynicism about no, it's it. Just, it's it's just same, that band of brothers thing. We all respond to that. And, also, and also, like Liverpool under, I mean, I didn't like Brendan Rodgers. I always found him very smug and I yeah. didn't like Suarez for all his antics. But Klopp is genuinely likeable. Yeah. And, you can't, you, and so you kind of don't mind the team so much. And that, yeah. Is that because as well? well because, you, we are talking about two men with antics. But of course, it's, it's, it's back to Kevin's point, is that it's not effect. No, no. We're, we're, we're watching two men... Because to a great extent, you would argue that that was the Mourinho mould that we, we that we grew to kind of yeah. love or sort of you know begrudgingly enjoy was this kind of honesty on the side of the pitch, which is all emotion. These two men are doing it, and it's not it's not galling, which is no. galling. No, yeah. yeah. No. Also, also, interesting. You mentioned David Luiz at Chelsea. For David Luiz at Chelsea, sees Sadio Mane at Liverpool. Because yeah, Mane was a decent enough player at Southampton. All right, yeah, in a decent team. But when Liverpool went after him so strongly with that much money, everyone's going, "What's he? What's 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 he seen?" And, and lo and behold, it, he fits into that system perfectly. He's changed him into a different player. And, he's, and I've got to say, Jordan and Henderson as well. Jordan, yeah, I have to say, Jordan well. Henderson, yeah. Sellers Park. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's something wrong with my TV because when he plays for England, I need to bang the side of the telly in seventies comedy fashion. But <laughs> watched him play, so he was. Outstanding. I mean, Henderson was, and not out for a defensive midfield player. The, the amount of time he gets forward, he was. No, he's he was a different brilliant. player. And, uh, yeah. um, and the forward line, Liverpool forward line, is so fluid, isn't it? Oh, and continue. they're all interchangeable. They're, they're all, all moving around. And as you say, Sturridge can't get in the team. Well, the fact is as well, the Sturridge, uh, oddly enough, watching the Watford game, is when Sturridge came on, it, he had chances, but it seemed to stop him a little bit. The, the flow. Suddenly went, and that's where the you way see, you get the ball to Sturridge yeah. is a very different way that they uh, they create yeah. chances. Well, also Twitter, because yeah. Sturridge, you, inevitably, you know what Sturridge is going to do. He's going to shift it in on his, yeah. his, on his left foot and then come outside. Yeah, exactly. Whereas yeah. with that other four, you can't. You, you don't can't know what's going on. They crop up all over the place, yeah. every part of the pitch deep. But and there is there's a even when that Brendan Rodgers team that nearly won the title, there wasn't the same joy about them. No, there's a joy about this Liverpool team, and that it, that Liverpool team then was kind of hard to like, even as a neutral. Yeah, and, and oddly, I think even Liverpool fans now know that neutrals were well. I think quite, that's I think quite that's pleased when they didn't. But win that's it, but now, that's written the personality yeah. of the manager again because this. I'll back to Andy's point. There's a certain yeah. I don't know. I always thought it was a bit of a smugness about Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I don't mind saying it. Is yeah. there, and and it, and that would reflect on the way that I assumed his team were. Well, he's one of those managers who, who would. You know, we all know who I'm referring to. He's one of those managers who will take the credit when it goes well, but won't take the blame when it it goes badly. And it's Brendan Rodgers' fault. I mean, Kevin's not falling far Look from the tree. Well, exactly, but, you know, <laughs> even at Sellers Park, when they were freeing up against us, a sensible manager would have said three was enough. But, yeah. And then afterwards, he didn't. He didn't say, "I'm sorry, we didn't shut up shop." So he, he, he I, for me, he was he kind of that team were good despite him rather than because of him but, there was, but also bear in mind when we thought the story was going to be Man City United well, there maybe, you Arsenal, go. maybe well, Arsenal Tottenham I don't think anyone really thought Chelsea Liverpool were going to be he, but I think they're a little they're a way ahead of is this a good thing I mean uh, 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 we, you know it's, it's pretty exciting. I think it's good fun it's good yeah. fun to see them the way they're playing the way they're winning games is actually exciting for the Premier League yeah. but is it a, 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 a moment in the Premier League season or do we think we're looking at perhaps something of a trend I'm trying to work out who Liverpool have played recently, uh, whether the, the opposition have been that strong. I know they've been playing really well, but um, 
I mean, I think it is exciting that every, I think anybody could beat anybody this season. Some, I mean, Chelsea and Liverpool are playing like well. The championship, uh, as I would uh, describe the championship. Yeah, like that, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I don't think they'll. Both teams could lose, but then I don't think that would set them on, on a the, run of the lack of Europe, though. I mean, because this will be cited certainly this part of the season is that, that, that they they can focus. Do you think is it? Uh, we'll all find out but do you think it's a legitimate argument is, I, I is, is you, the way a, a club's campaign goes I think it does make a difference yeah. and I think you can play the same team each game you don't have to rotate and there's definitely a freshness about both those because Spurs definitely had that that was an anxiety for Spurs wasn't it for a few seasons yeah we've uh, we've rotated a bit we've got some good backup players but it but it means you've got to play your key players twice a week and that does make a difference. I, I mean, think. Leicester are finding that to an extent. Because well, basically, they've basically just got like, let's stay up and have a bit of a Champions yeah, League run. Which is not a bad conversation to have out loud. Yeah, but it? I think having said that, I, I'm a bit, the whole Europa League thing especially confuses me because I, I'd, I'd buy any, I'd buy your hand off to be in the Europa League. And I think most fans would be. And I, I'd I, say I get, you always if you haven't been in there for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, but I, would, I, get no. slightly, I get slightly cross when, when you know, I hear managers and pundits say, it's a bit of a nuisance, it's a bit of a rod in the back. It's European football. It's like, it's what fans... I, it, I agree with that. The it it is like, if you haven't been in it for a while, but when you've been in it every year... Physically. If you've been in it every year and you see very few good games, and I've been to most of the home right. games... The sides aren't that wonderful. And, and you go in at the strange then, times of the year to watch it. And, and, then, and then the Champions League teams get knocked out and come in and come to your, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your just tournament and knock us off. Yeah, the format. Um, I agree with that. I, I agree. Cool. When we first got into it, it was, it was very exciting. But I'll, I'll give you a bit the exact, you know, West Ham, you patently seen a team getting its fitness much too late in the start of the season yeah. than it would have done. Because basically, they, you know, they were playing games when they should have been you know, getting themselves ready for, and, and, and not if you go back to the idea of like, you know, the, 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 you know, the London stadiums pitch, it's a, it's a big old space. And they was dragging themselves around there on, you know, in, in, yeah. in Wellington's half the time, because they, there was that, that, and now they're skipping around it a little bit more. They look fit. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely the preparation for a season goes out the window somewhat. Well, and on the subject of managers, Chelsea in particular, I think, for me, the big story, the Mourinho thing, it, it, what he said about Shaw and Small. Well, we're good, let's, we're, it's, it's good. Let's, we'll move on. We, I want to talk about the, the weekend in England. Well, that's now, just, and it's just a good starting point. That's a really interesting debate because he would never have said that at Chelsea. And I know there was one pundit this weekend who implied that's because Chelsea are braver players. But to publicly... What? To publicly... Okay. Mourinho simply wouldn't have criticised his Chelsea squad like that the first time round. No. Obviously, last year was different. But to publicly accuse two of your players of not wanting to play through pain, of being a bit soft. I, I'll just clarify. I'll give you the quote. Um, and this is, Murray, I was talking about uh, Chris Smalling and, uh, of course, Luke Shaw. There's a difference between the brave who want to play at any cost and the ones for whom a little pain can make a difference. Yes. And, th- and he targeted, as you say, in this conversation, these two players. I, I, by the way, I think he's also sort of going out of his way to basically say, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. Well, so I think there's a few in his, you know, he's got in his crosshairs, but that was deliberately aimed at them two boys, wasn't it? Well, aiming at Lou Shaw is despicable because, you know, every football manager should understand the psychology of somebody coming back from an injury like that. It was it's, career in. It was career no, in. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. And there's, there's no, you know, there's no lack of bravery there, but of course it's going to take him, it could take him two full seasons before he goes into a tackle again. And it's, he's got, a, and it won't be Luke Shaw making the decision. It'll be the club's, medical staff making a decision on his behalf because I don't believe for a second that the player 
has got enough to be able to say, I don't fancy it today. It, and, well, I believe it was small, to be fair, but I'm not. But it's, <laughs> it's the, pu- the publicly criticised. I just think you just, you just don't do that. That's it's just yeah. what You often hear, like, and football say it, you know, you know your own body. And so, like, you know, they play. Now, for me, I've never understood that, that notion of. Given the fact that you, especially nowadays, you've got like you know, you've got basically half a hospital running running onto the football pitch with bags on their shoulders to fix you, and they're, and they're there all week at the training ground. Of course, you don't. Isn't that why we got doctors? Because you don't know well, your own body. We've, I mean, we've, we've seen how Mourinho <laughs> deals with doctors. But but uh, the number of footballers I've, I've heard this week talking about it and saying, "Well, I've never been a hundred Percent. So, I've never felt hundred percent. You always play through the pack. You yeah, always yeah. through the pack. And all these lots of examples. That's not measurable, though, is it? It's, it's, it's no, not and it depends. It depends on, on who you are, what yeah. your injury was. I mean, there's all sorts of things. There's always been some players who don't fancy a tackle, or yeah, but I mean, there was also talk today about you know how Paul McGrath would have injections in every part of his yeah. body, would you know but break the, his nose and stitch exactly. it back on himself to play. And but the point know. is because sure. Paul McGrath did, it doesn't mean that Luke Shaw's wrong for not. No, yeah. does it? I mean, well, it's like Stuart Pearce trying to run off a broken leg. Yes. Like, yeah. I, I played but, once in Hackney Marshes with a stagnant stagnant water puddle <laughs> and the referee yeah. wanted to call it off and we said no we're carrying on yeah that's that sort of brand. but you might have fallen in that and, and swallowed some and, of well, it and that's why England will beat Scotland on Friday night <laughs> that's but wow. I, think, I think Andy's put his finger on something there with, with Mourinho is I think it might be his his way of getting back at the you know because he's clearly a club physiotherapist led to his downfall at Chelsea so clearly he has issues with you know, the experts, as we all do in Britain these days, but I think there is an element of that. It's an element of implied criticism, but also his, his implied criticism is of Man United's backwards. Ah, yeah. That's what who, I'm, as we I'm know, basically he's pointing fingers in every direction. Yeah, which, you, which is kind of unless he's playing some clever psychological game at levels that I'm not aware of. It doesn't strike me that that's a, a sensible what, thing to do. And also coming off the back of his criticism of them in in uh, Europa League beforehand about. Like a training. Well, he's playing his joker, and he's basically he's gone for broke on this. He's basically said, "This is a load of old tosh." I and I think he's I think he's lost it. I mean, I've got a Ah, good mate who's a Chelsea fan, and I said, "How do you feel about Mourinho going to United now? Surely you must feel a bit strange about that." And he said. Not now. Yeah. You know, before, last year, three, two or three years ago, it would have felt very different. So you think the clue was there? He I, felt the clue I was think there, he, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think what it transpires, and you know my views on Bobby Charlton, so I don't like saying this, he may have been right. I, it, and Ferguson, it, it, Mourinho and United clearly aren't a fit. I don't think he was right first time, right? but he might, he might yeah, have been upright, arguably, then, yeah. I, I don't think Mourinho's comfortable there himself. I think he knows he's inherited a club that isn't at the peak of greatness, that it has been before and certainly isn't the Barcelona well not least of which of course going back to Conte is that Conte didn't has not exactly acquired a whole you know slew of new players what he's done is he's reignited the squad that effectively Mourinho left behind I I think I think therein lies part of the problem with Mourinho Mourinho's continuing his war with Chelsea players by other means so what he's basically doing yeah. he's saying that all players are like it especially the ones I left behind because it must gall Mourinho in, in, cause all so, his, he's, yeah. so is he's everyone else and not me he's pretty yeah. much brought in Conte from, from Leicester and Luis pretty much the same team that, that wouldn't play for Mourinho Mourinho must be furious about the way that Chelsea are playing the fact that he couldn't get him playing like that the fact that he didn't think up that tactical change that that Conte did so he's, he's so a man so he's sitting up there yeah. you know ringing up room service and you know and, and yeah. flicking through the you know the, the, the available channels and, and wondering why it 
What have they done to, uh, you know, what, what did I do to, you know, to upset them? But it's, it's hard to wonder. Do you think, I think Andy, maybe Andy's right. Maybe it is his way of saying you won't be playing for us next season. Or maybe, oh, no, I think that's exactly you know. it, isn't it? And also, but what do, what do the rest of the, uh, the players think about that? You know, I, how I does that... I can't know. imagine Rooney, who's always talking about the dressing room being sacrosanct and the deal with problems in... I can't imagine him being happy about it. On, that, on that subject, um, the kind of flip side of this, in uh, the, and this is a man who's... Well, he's puffing his chest out at the moment. I suppose we'll have to regroup because we won't be back next week because it's an international break, but a couple of weeks' time. He's Gareth Southgate. And, um, yeah, fair play to him as well. Yeah, and, 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 and the Telegraph, as, as we speak, have basically said, have said that the FA are, are preparing, regardless of the Scotland result, to offer him a deal. Jason Burt writes in the Telegraph, Gareth Southgate is a continuity appointment for England that sends out the right message. Now... There's no two ways about it. I you know, regardless of, Kevin, what's going to happen on the field of play or what has happened on the field of play, where he's been very, very impressive is, you know, behind a microphone. Southgate defending yes. uh, Smalling and Shaw, I thought, was, yeah. was, was magnificent. And straight away, yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah. and the thing with Southgate is he, people think he is a nice bloke, he's a delightful fellow, without a doubt, but he was captain of Palace when he was 21, and that Palace team he was captain of were wrong-uns. I mean, they were, they were... Well, that says a lot about the they, man as a leader. They were, yeah, I mean, they were, lead, yeah. they, I mean yeah. they, they were, they were proper blokes, that Palace team. They were hard, they were hard men and he was their captain. So he's, there's a streak in him. This is what, and it, so he's, he won't take any nonsense. No. And I, I, for me, I, I was impressed by that. I think, logically, I've, I've argued for years that we should appoint from within and there should be yeah, continuity. Yeah. So I'd be, I'd be foolish to say we shouldn't do that now. I think... Given the chance, I think you'll be a good England manager. I think there are... It will take the pressure... We've got to break this cycle of the next golden generation, the next golden generation. Right. He'll take that pressure off them. I think also Southgate will be honest enough to say, look, we, we're not going to win the next two tournaments. Let's forget about winning the next two tournaments. Let's qualify for this one. Let's see how far we can get. Let's get some... And the fact is, as well, let's not forget, he's, a, he's won a tournament. He's won a tournament. Yeah. He's going to bring With players in. My, I'm worried about his judgment. The fact that he's picked Townsend for the England squad worries me and not Zahar because Zahar in the midst of what is turning into a car crash of a season Zahar has been outstanding for Palace this season so he's not necessarily looking mm-hmm. at okay. but, but, in, in terms of, but aside from obviously specific player we'd all, you'd all, but the thing about Southgate is and, and Kevin's alluded to it straight away there is that where previous managers regardless of say the way it's gone on the pitch have been, in, have been car crashes <laughs> in terms of the way they can relate tell their story to get in front of Michael, to, you know, to, press, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to work with journalists. Yeah. The thing about Southgate is, he's, he's this twenty-one-year-old former Crystal Palace captain has got teeth. Yeah, yeah. He's, there's something about him yeah. that says, "I don't care if I lost that game, I'm on the right course." Did, did yeah. you like what you're seeing about him? Yes, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think they should certainly give him a go. I mean, the pressure is just ridiculous, isn't it? And if they lose to Scotland. You know, I mean, the, I think the FA have said, haven't they, that if we get a result against Scotland, then he's going to get the job yeah, permanently. But, but, the, but which it, puts, pre- X factor, which puts you know, pressure on straight away, doesn't does. it, for, the, for that, for that yeah. Friday night? Um, but, but he doesn't put himself up to that. No, I think he's he impressive. Deals with, he deals with what's in front of him, doesn't he? I think he, really he's well. impressive. I think he's impressive. I, I like him. He, he's articulate and he's front. Uh, well, well, do, do you like the point from within thing that Kevin's saying as well? Because, of course, that's, you know, there is that argument that, you know, they've parachuted in. Yes, you know, and the players are coming, are coming through under twenty one. He knows already. Well, exactly. And also, the fact is, he knows the he knows the whole. Season. He'll do the, he what he will do is what it turns out. Knowing the manager has done ever, and it astonishes me to find this out. He will make sure that every England age range team plays the same way. 
and which that, is and what you be, which really what we've been crying out yeah, for yeah. As, in, a, as a football nation. In the part, even Andy Boothroyd when he was manager of the under 18s and they said, "Are you playing the same way as, as Roy's team?" We went, no, no, we got four four two long ball. It's like it's ludicrous. Every every manager, every age team plays the way the manager wants. He will sort that out, but it will take time. I think the FA's point about the England Scotland game is basically it does put pressure on them, but. Essentially, it's a Premier League team against a Championship team. Yeah. And, and that, that's the way you've got to play. Which is a cup tie, though. It is, yeah. it is a cup tie. It's great to see England Scotland again. It is, it is great to see England Scotland again. But those... it is, is, I don't mind an England manager having pressure put on him because I think you have to see how they deal with pressure. I don't mind them saying... And there's a genuine pressure, isn't there? <laughs> Absolutely. Scots who are going to want... To, probably half no. the stadium's going to be Scotland as well. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's not anymore, but... But there'll be a lot of Scotland fans, yeah. But uh, yeah, the fact is, Strachan doesn't seem that keen on being a Scotland manager at the moment, and they're not—they're not a good team. I don't say this with any joy. They're not a particularly good side no, of Scotland, previous. and so England should beat them. So I don't think there's—I really don't see any harm on putting pressure on a, a manager and saying this is a big game. We want you to win it. They say you do with that pressure because well, every every England game with the, the mid is. Is a big game. Let's be fair. There's no such thing. It, it's, that's, that's what uh, Roy Hodgson always said. There's a pressure in the fact that if you play Albania in a friendly, it's going to be eighty-two thousand in, no matter what happens. That brings yeah. its own pressure. So you've got. If you can't deal with the pressure of England Scotland, you ain't going to be able to deal with the pressure of uh, quarterfinal no, World true. Cup. So. Plus, also, and, and gentlemen, anyway, so it's just uh, there's a lovely thing uh, because the, the Q and A that uh, Gordon Stratton did at Leeds uh, only last Friday, um, in which he actually said. Um, I thought this was in December after the England Scotland game. So, as far as you're concerned, I was never here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is Gordon Strachan all the way through, and perhaps after the England Scotland game, he never was. Uh, Kevin, Andy, thank you very much indeed. That was the Whistleblowers. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.